Welcome to Multiple Nerdgasm with your hosts, Matt. It's all a bit hearty, so I don't really understand it. Luke. Is that a little Sasquatch penis? Dan. I accidentally got soap in my urethra. And occasionally, Terry Smallshoe. Maybe you'll wake up in the middle of the night with a little Sasquatch penis inside of you. Multiple Nerdgasm, your guide to all things nerdy. Can I just say, fuck my team. <laughs> What's happened? They are useless. You mean your work team or do you mean the Sydney Rabbitohs? No, I mean the team I mean. Oh, you don't know about this. I mean a team. He knows. He uh, listens com- to the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Okay, ah, yes. I know. Your, uh, your achievement team. My achievement. Yep. They are useless. The last week, one of them decided to play a brand new game and get some achievements, which they scored quite high last week because of that. Hmm. Problem is, the way the competition works is the more people get an achievement, the less points it's worth. Yeah, it's scaled, right? right? Yeah. Yeah, true yep. true achievement score. True achievements. Mm. So his true achievement score for that is now minus for this week. <laughs> what a <laughs> dickhead. Not minus, like, a few. I get minus. I'm on probably minus 100 for the entire week I'll be on. <laughs> First day, he was minus 500. Fuck. That's like half an entire game. Well, look, He's just, behind. Just be glad I'm not on your team. Because yep. most uh, of I the, am. any achievements that I get, everyone else has got. The only achievement I've gotten recently is uh, when I started sleeping with my companion in Fallout 4. <laughs> I thought you were going to say one of your Mormon wives. Dan's back, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I'm back. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Do you know I made a joke about having Mormon wives on uh, on Utah TV? <laughs> did you? <laughs> did you happen to see that? No, I'm sure you I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. So, um, the <laughs> most interviews were just Brian and I, co- co-director yeah. and me. Uh, but this one was Brian and Brian's wife, Laura, who's also the producer of the film. And mm-hmm. uh, they're chatting with us about the film. And then they said to Laura, so how do you know these guys? And she goes, oh, through marriage, <laughs> meaning she's married to Brian. <laughs> right. And then I said, yeah, that's right. We're in a... Uh, polygamous marriage and uh the woman went oh and then i looked right into the camera and i said and i'd like to thank the state of utah for warmly welcoming us and (laughs) (laughs) the look on the camera woman's face and the interviewer's face was just priceless that's fucking awesome yeah you're not meant to make jokes like that apparently oh no yeah sort of understand people are sensitive about religion the funny thing was though because i was in utah right I was in Park mm. City, which is this tiny little town. But, I mean, it's a tiny little town that once a year, 30,000 people to come for one week because there's two festivals happening, the Sundance and yeah. Slamdance together, right? And mm-hmm. so it's packed out with all these, you know, the locals go away and they rent their houses out. Yeah. But every local <laughs> that I did meet, I just couldn't help but ask them, are you a Mormon? And most of them said, no, I'm not a Mormon. And the closest I got to meeting an actual Mormon was at about three in the morning. I met this intoxicated girl on the street who (laughs) tried to ask me if I was going to a party and could she come. And uh, I was like, no, I'm I'm going home and you should too. And but then I couldn't help it. And I said, oh, are you a Mormon? And she said, up until the end of last year, I was. But then I started doing things that I really enjoy that the Mormon church frowns <laughs> on. <laughs> and I didn't ask it to elaborate. Oh, but, uh, man. I, because I didn't want her to say drinking, you know? Like just, have, like just having one wife. <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. Not having any sister wives. That, like, yeah, if, you, if, if you're a wife of a, of a Mormon gentleman, are the other wives your wife? They're your sister wives. Oh, are they? Mm, Is yeah. that, that yeah. real? Sister wife. Yeah, yeah. okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, good. I'm glad someone's caught that covered. Yeah, no, no, they, they they worked out a name for it. Don't worry. Yeah, Joseph Smith's got it covered. <laughs> yeah, he's fucking got it. See, everything that I know about Mormons, I learned from the Book of Mormon, ah. the Broadway musical. Oh, man, <laughs> you know what? So I was in Los Angeles, right, for the weekend because mm-hmm. of misadventure. And yeah. uh, <laughs> I looked online and the Book of Mormon comes to L.A. in two weeks' time. Oh man! Oh, damn. I was so it's disappointed. So good, and it's I just so spent good. the week in Utah. Like it would have been the perfect time to see Book of Mormon. Oh man! Because right now, oh, the well. only things I know about Mormonism, I learned from Big Love. 
right, with Bill Paxton. <laughs> so I heard they're bringing it to Australia, but it's going to be like the backup cast. Yeah. Which I mean, it's probably fine. The I mean, the play's cast. fucking hilarious. Anyway. I've already got tickets for it. Oh, really? When is it? Uh, 2017. Oh, all right. <laughs> well, I don't live in Australia, so that doesn't help me. Is it still playing on Broadway? Probably. If it's still playing on Broadway, I'll go and see it after your wedding. We should all go see it. Yeah, Yeah. actually, we should do it. Actually, I would love to see it again. I was lucky enough to be with Luke when we were going to see it because, as you know, Luke just somehow manages to, To, you know, stumble his way into things. Right. And this, this, for the listeners, the Book of Mormon is a a Broadway musical by Matt Stone and Trey Parker from South Park. And it sells out. Like it was sold out. Mm. Yeah. And we have like weeks in advance. Yeah. We're in New York and Luke was like, I want to go see that. And I was like, there's no way we're going to get tickets. And Luke was like, ah, we'll figure it out. It's like, fine, whatever. So we walk down to the theater and there's a line there. And we're like, what's this? And they're like, oh, it's the line for, you know, spare tickets for the, you know, when there's like leftovers or standing room only tickets and all that jazz. And I was like, oh, Looks like we're going to wait in the line. I'm like, all right, fine. We'll wait in the line for disappointment later. So <laughs> I think I bought a hot dog and then yeah. I stood in the line with you. <laughs> we get to the window, right? And we're like, um, two tickets. And they're like, oh, standing room only. And we're like, that's fine. So we get two tickets. Mm-hmm. They hand them to us. And then literally she pulls the shutters down. Oh. Closed. Wow. And all the people behind us were like, oh. Was Luke in his wheelchair at the time? No. Because that helps no, sometimes. He was... Especially in America, because Luke, in the wheelchair with the beard and the tattoos, you probably look like a veteran. <laughs> <laughs> no, at that stage, I was just a walking stick then, but okay. I might bring it for next trip. I would. I would. So I recommend, listeners, if you're going to go away on a trip, take Luke with you. He's like a little Blarney Stone four-leaf clover of luck. <laughs> just kiss him for good luck. <laughs> I swear, I was kissing him for luck. I don't Unless... need a lot. <laughs> Unless you're his mobile phone. Yeah. In uh, which case, you will be smashed. Stay off the Hulk yes. ride. Stay off the Hulk. Well, you know what? You can't take a mobile phone. We've discussed this. You can't yeah. take a mobile phone onto the Hulk ride. You can. Like they, I proved you it. You can. You can't take anything on <laughs> no, there. No, you can. Luke proved you can. What do you mean? You just, no, no, no. It just gets fucked. Uh, he, uh, I went with Luke, right? He took his phone on, got smashed. Yeah. I went back there a couple of years later. Metal detectors. You can't take anything on there now. Really? They turned, Wait a minute. I had, because of Luke, yep. they changed the rules. <laughs> that's that's, that's the only assumption I can make. Magnificent. I put everything in my locker. Jenna got so mad at me because we're putting stuff in the lockers and I, I put most stuff in there and then I left like some coins and shit in my pocket because mm-hmm. I was like, they're not going to care about that. Yeah. And I got turned back. Because, and Sorry, I'll clarify. First, I got turned back because I had my phone on me. And I said, you didn't say phone, you said bag. And he was like, put your phone in the locker as well. So I was like, fine. So I went back, I put the phone in the locker, came back up. He was like, fine, go in. Got up to the top where you get on the ride, metal detector. What's in your pocket? Coins. Back you go. Oh. <laughs> like, for fuck's sake. The coins. And I was like, change your sign. Yeah. <laughs> Strip naked beyond this point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If it's not inside you, it doesn't go on the ride. Speaking of, uh, speaking of, have you guys, have you guys ever been groped by a man? I, I can't say I have, Matt. Um, no, not at all. What do you mean by groped exactly? Yeah. Well, do you mean have I had a doctor touch my balls? Is that what you? I do asking? mean that. I do mean that. <laughs> oh, then yes, I many have. many times. Have, At least yes. they said they were doctors. Right. <laughs> it was in an alley behind a pub, <laughs> but he did assure me he was a doctor. Did have to pay him. <laughs> but see, the, okay. See, I went for a medical, right? And I expected that that might happen, mm-hmm. except it never came up, right? And so I thought maybe it doesn't, you know. Yeah. Maybe I'm just being paranoid. I've seen too many movies. Yeah. So I get in there, checking my reflexes, checking my ears, checking my eyes, gets me to stand up, checking my balance, you know, like poking poking the stomach area to make sure there's no um you know, there no issues there. And then yeah. all of a sudden, whew, into the pants. He's like, All right, just checking the balls. Oh. Well he straight into and, the pants. Uh, all right. He just went into your pants. Yeah. It wasn't like he didn't ask you to take down or anything. Nope. Hand in wow. and he was like, cough, cough. All right, no hernias. Just check the balls. Yep. All right. <laughs> Wait, and then I, and then and then and then was like, all right, went over the table, the, over the desk to write some stuff down, and I was like, well, that just happened. Yeah, did you, <laughs> you just? Wow, no consent. <laughs> well, 
I mean, implied consent, because I mean, obviously consent. I went in there. Is that a thing now? <laughs> I went in there to have the medical. He was at my fucking house, officer. That's implied consent. <laughs> <laughs> Matt. Yeah, I just wow. I didn't know that was going to happen. That's that's, that's my point. He, well, the, but every time it's happened for me, I've known it's yes, coming. Me too. Right. It's only happened once, and he said to me, "Look, I'm really sorry, I'm a, but I'm going to have to I'm cut touch your, your testicles. Now. So, would you please, <laughs> right. in your own time, when you're feeling comfortable, take your pants yeah. down and then give me the nod, saying it's all right for me to come and touch you? Yeah, not just <laughs> yeah. Let me give a little feel. It was very quick because I assume he was you know you came I mean, instantly. Not. <laughs> yeah, he's very experienced. But he's not doing it for fun either. He knew right? what to do. So he, he just kind of, you know, I mean, he was holding he was like, my hand, and that's that's done. And then I thought maybe he just didn't want to talk about it either. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm sure just, he didn't. We were just like, let's just move on. You know what? If I was a doctor and I had to, like, part of my daily routine was grabbing a guy's balls. <laughs> I reckon I'd do it like uh-huh. that too. Just like, and they did it done. Now we don't talk about this because we're men and yeah. move on. I wouldn't want to be like... Question. When do we start have to worrying about prostate exams? Are we getting to the age uh, yet? Over 50, <sighs> I think. Oh, we're good. Good for now. Do you want to just... We could start checking each other for prostate problems. We could start checking each I other. I mean, would you, who would you rather do it to you? A, a fucking stranger or a good mate, you know? Well, I, I mean... A qualified well, the mate, got maybe. Training and knows what to look for. Yeah. Whereas you're just sticking your well, fingers we, in. It's we, like... Um, <laughs> Oh, you do it with your finger? Oh, okay, not interested. <laughs> I'm right, going to do yeah. it with the most sensitive part of my body, totally, Luke. Totally, totally un- unobstructed, so yep, you're good. <laughs> well, we did talk on this podcast before about the new robot that medical schools are using to teach people how to check prostates because no human guinea pigs are available. <laughs> yeah. There was a. I remember Carl Pilkington talking about it once with Ricky Gervais. Oh, yeah. And he was like, why can't they teach me to do it myself? Because <laughs> you're not a doctor. Yeah. Uh, do we have a jingle for Matt gets groped by a man? <laughs> we do now. <laughs> Matt gets groped by a man. <sighs> we have any additional groping news? Or groping sex news? crime news? I'm trying to find... I don't think we do. We don't even have any dick news this week. Oh, oh, we do. We do. I've been a terrible, terrible podcast host. Mm. And I failed to put the dick news we were sent by a listener in the spreadsheet. I knew there was something. It's busted out now. Penis schlong, prick the segment's all about dick. It's dick news. Listener Cognac Legion has sent in some dick news. It's about a 99 million year old erection. A 99 million year old erection. That's definitely over wow. to four hours. 99 million year old, yeah. It's impressive. Scientists have found entombed in amber in Southeast Asia. Where in Southeast Asia? This is very important. <laughs> uh, I don't know if it says. But uh, <laughs> All right. they found an arachnid, so a spider, Ooh, yeah. with an erection. <laughs> what? <laughs> So, an arachnid with an erection nearly half the size of its body has been found in Southeast Asia, preserved in amber for millions of years. Wow. I mean, if I'm ever caught in amber, that's how I want to be found. If I'm ever up against a tree, chances are I'm erect. (laughs) (laughs) Also, it does say it's in Myanmar. Actually, I feel sorry for him. Why? This is how he gets known. No one finished him off. He died with the erection. He didn't finish. Yeah. Oh, you're famous now, Larry. You know, Tutankhamun died with an erection Mm. too. And Howard (laughs) Carter stole it. Is that just because he was a teenager? Yeah, I think so. (laughs) No, I think it's quite common to die with an erection. I think if I died as a teenager, I would have had an erection. Oh, definitely. Probability. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Now it's 50-50. But back then, <laughs> most likely. Before fucking historians start writing into this podcast and criticising my pronunciation, I'm aware that you're supposed to say Tut Unk Amun, right? But I'm not going to say that because I'd be like, yes, uh, did you know that the pharaoh Tut Unk Amun died with an erection? Everyone would be like, what a wanker. Who? It's just one of those you know things I didn't know that. you have to say wrong or you sound like a dick. I didn't know that. Mm. Is that true? Yeah, correct. Is that just based some linguist has come along and said... Uh, I think it'll find. Yeah, I think so. That, yeah. Uh, yeah. Some linguist on Reddit. Yeah, that it's. Yeah, exactly. They've like, look, it's three separate hieroglyphs. Okay, it's not a fucking name, Teton Carmen, right? 
<laughs> yep. Well, this is interesting. Unlike male spiders and scorpions, which use modified legs to transfer sperm to females yeah, in tidy packets. I like how it says tidy. Tidy. Like, not not like the mess we make. Um, <laughs> <laughs> most harvestmen, including the one found in the amber fossil, insert into genital openings next to the female's mouth parts. <laughs> oh, I'm going to come on your so face. Yeah, like they're the original like Team Fellatio. Yeah. That's great. Team Felicio? Yeah. You don't, you're not a member of Team Felicio? <laughs> well, I'm a member. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know there was an actual team. I'll link you to the video. <laughs> you're in it. <laughs> That's right. You don't have to be awake to be in Team Felicio, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> So that's dick news this week. You're in some other teams too, Luke. Don't worry. <laughs> that's right. Some other teams you don't need to be awake yeah. for. You're going to need to update your resume. <laughs> well, it's got dark. It's got real dark. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've got some porn news. Do you want to hit us with some porn news? Yeah, I mean, the porn news this week is great. Basically, uh, <laughs> porn was inadvertently played at somebody's funeral instead of a video tribute to them. And their dead baby. It's fucking awful. Yeah, so a man, his pregnant wife, and their year-old baby were in a car that crashed. And the man and the baby were killed. Then, at their funeral service in Cardiff, in the UK, the priest said, we will now remember his life with these images. Yes, Simon. Simon and Simon. Simon and Simon Jr. Roll, Roll the playback. And then, mournfully... They play a porn <laughs> clip. Now, the article doesn't say exactly what was happening in the clip, which is disappointing. <laughs> I, I really hope it was at least someone who looked like him. So yeah. that at least half of the people there <laughs> thought that that was what was meant to be being played. Oh, um, man, that sucks. There's now, an investigation happening, right? They're saying the best... Look whose it is. Yeah, and the, the, their best bet so far is that because it's a smart TV, it automatically connected to someone's Bluetooth when they arrived. What? And started All playing. Right. And look, I can... <laughs> I mean, if you were the priest in this situation, that is what you'd say, right? Uh, he says, <laughs> like, uh, his words, his words, I've never seen such filth, I promise. <laughs> yeah, in other words, I haven't watched this one yet. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, get that off yeah. and, uh, and yeah. link me the URL. There's, there's, there's two possibilities here there's either that was the dvd that was still in the player from before yeah mm-hmm. or or that's what they were handed oh yeah or that uh, i never thought of that yeah oh man yeah right so whoever made the video screwed up in iMovie <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's either, yeah they've handed over the wrong one or but i'm sort of who's oh watching porn there because the yeah if i can't really see myself Having a bit of a pool in the church. And a crematorium. <laughs> Jeez. I like how you took it all the I way know, there. You did. You went there. But here's the thing. Luke, you have hit the nail on the head, buddy. Here's what I think happened, right? And I hope this is true. The wife took the DVD that she thought was the video tribute and accidentally took home movies she had taken of Simon. Like, oh, oh that's it. libelous, etc. That's libelous. Right? <laughs> well, you said hope. So, yeah, that's your dream. I, so I really do cause it, because this it's funny anyway. It's tragically funny if they just played porn at this guy's funeral. It's even know, better it's if awful. they said, "Let's remember his life." And when they press play, it was him fucking oh. someone. <laughs> <laughs> we'll all remember Simon doing what he loved. Uh, I was going to say, I like, and I, when I say I like, I mean, come on, I, this is a horrible thing that happened, but I like the bit where it says, thankfully, an engineer came to fix it and turn it off. So, like, they had to wait for someone to turn up <laughs> and stop it. Like, it this... took four minutes of it playing four before it got minutes. turned off. Are you Does no one know how to work a television? Okay, let's... Uh... Someone would have had to have hit play. Four minutes. That same person could hit stop. Can I, uh, can I ask our editor, please insert after this... Four minutes of porn audio. <laughs> and That's not going to be interesting. Go. You better not be jerking it over there. See, it's not the first thing that pops into my head is to masturbate in a toilet. Chances are I'm erect. Oh, God, it is. You just want to see the penis. I don't think that's really provocative. That's just creepy. If you give your taint a bit of a push, 
Oh, it's amazing. So your trousers come down. Oh, it is. It is good. Oh, I'm going to come on your face. Oh, my God. Oh, harmonious. You didn't finish. Yeah. It was just very, very dry. I'd like to talk to someone about problems with my unit. Oh, Dan. Yeah, you'd never know that it uh, it, it was faked. So I know you're not faking it. Oh, sleepy time. You're the wind beneath my wings, Maddie. And he didn't fuck you. You fucked him. This could have been a nice thing between us. You had to ruin it. And that was four minutes. So that's how long they listened to it for. Porn in, in this situation is awkward immediately. Four minutes is a lifetime in this situation. The funniest right? thing, too, is that the priest says he doesn't look at the screen while they're playing. He obviously does this every day. He <laughs> oh, looks fuck. at the audience, right? So he said it took him a little while to realize. They're all crying. <laughs> <laughs> Turning away He's like I know this is emotional But you need to watch this To get closure Oh man This is And then he's like oh, Odd choice of music <laughs> Normally we go with an Adele song But this is quite good too <laughs> uh, That's awful oh, man. I really hope they come out And say whose porn it was yeah, I, really I don't think so they will we we're trying to establish whether it's a smart TV we could have put well that's Bluetooth or Wi-Fi connection. Well that's not true. That's just I'll tell you <laughs> that's not, not true. But here's no okay, here's an interesting thing, right? An annoying thing that happens in my home, right? I have a Bluetooth stereo, right? And if somebody else has connected in the past, they have to disconnect before I can connect mine. And sometimes really? I'll just arrive home and it'll automatically connect to me. And my podcast that was playing in my headphones will just start playing through the speakers. Oh, yeah. Yep. You know, so, I mean, it can happen. Yeah, but okay. How many people there who don't work there would have connected to it before? <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's some guy, some, some intern up the back's like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if I don't say anything... There's no way they can know that's me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. I I look, I don't want to take a, a, you know, a sad note from, well, I mean, you know, should be a sad thing. But um, I just, just down at the bottom of the, of the page, I've got a little pop up, you know, link to a new article that says reasons why cancer pain is one of the worst kinds of pain. And I would have thought that's obvious. Right. Because it means you've got cancer. So you've got that on top of the pain, right? I, I, I assume they're going with a psychological angle on that. Mm. Luke, right, care to comment? I guess. Yeah. Have, you, have you had worse pains than cancer pains? Pain's pain. I don't define cancer pain. <laughs> I'm not sure it's funny. Is it the pain <laughs> from the cancer or the pain that you get from trying to get rid of the cancer? Mm. Yeah, or just that cancer's a pain. Like, oh, this cancer's a pain? Yeah. Oh, it's such a pain. I'm going to go to the hospital again. Oh, it's going to take 10 Time years of my school. life. Going to have to ask Nellie Portman out again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a pain. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we can cut that if you don't want that in there. <laughs> Doesn't bother me. Well, speaking of pain... Mm. Something that might be painful on the ears yeah. is a it's a tribute album by Ugh. one of the worst artists out there, yeah. in my opinion. Mm. My humble opinion. Not just yours, Matt. According to this article, Kanye West mm-hmm. is planning to release a David Bowie tribute album. And everybody, I mean everybody, yeah. is clamoring There's for, him not, a for him not to do it. To, to get that yeah. legally vetoed. Can I sign up for that now? And And just to clarify, Matt, when you say he's going to record... A David Bowie tribute album. He plans to rap his own lyrics over David Bowie music. I'm not sure we need that in the world. <laughs> I'm fucking certain we don't need that, Matt. <laughs> yeah, we definitely do not need Kanye West in the world. On the, <laughs> on the one hand, I mean, if he wants to do it, fine. He's going to have to pay a lot of money to David Bowie's estate, and then he's going to release this thing, and... and I mean, it looks like no one's going to want it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, go go ahead, I guess. Uh, I don't know. I'm on the petition page right now, and I'm thinking of signing. Yeah, I'm we'll just put typing my name in, in right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, fine. Should we just sign it as a podcast, like a united front 
No, I want to sign it as a podcast and as the three of us so that we've got four names on there. Yeah, okay, fair point. <laughs> fair point. Does it say what songs he's planning on? Uh, uh, Rebel Rebel. Oh, yeah. And I clicked off the page. <laughs> it was Rebel Rebel oh, I'm and fr- I'm Heroes. I'm not familiar with that one. Uh, yeah. Yes, you, you'd know it. You'd know it. Kanye has already started creating versions of Rebel Rebel and Heroes. Fucking hell. Some are straightforward so. covers with Kanye actually singing. Others, he's rapping his own lyrics over Bowie's music. That just... I don't know what's worse. Well, look. Is he doing this because he's actually a Bowie fan? Or is he doing this because he's a money fan? He's doing this because he's a money fan. He's okay. a genius. <laughs> That's you, right. Everyone forgetting this. If you ask him, he will tell you yeah. he's a genius. <laughs> I feel like a petition is not going to stop somebody like this, but... I'm happy. No, I'm, I'm happy to sign unfortunately it. Unfortunately, so. with him, it's he doesn't. I don't think listens to what people say. Well, no, here's, he's, a George, uh, he's the George Lucas of music. Yeah. Yes. Here's what he said: Kanye believes the torch of musical innovation has now been passed to him. <laughs> <laughs> now that David Bowie is dead, it's up to Kanye to, uh, I don't know, make music about space and cross-dressing. Has Kanye West met David Bowie. I mean, we may maybe we don't know the answer to that. Mm, but and, I, and, and the then my, my next question was my next question was going to be: Did Bowie like does him? David Bowie like him? <laughs> yeah, and we're not, we're not going to find out the answer to that either. I assume he so. hasn't because Google Image brings up a lot of uh, mashups, photoshopped images of them both. <laughs> Uh, like for magazine covers and articles, which I assume means there's no actual photos. I right. can't imagine David Bowie having the slightest inclination to want to meet Kanye West. <laughs> no, I don't think oh. so. He doesn't even know who he is. No. Yeah. Speaking of which, speaking of David Bowie, and we've already talked yes. about it's sad that he's died. Yes. Um, there was a new planet discovered in our solar system the week of his death. You think he became a planet? I think if they don't name the planet, <laughs> Planet Bowie, then right. that's an injustice against this entire civilization. It does seem very appropriate. Mm. Did we already talk about this when we discussed Bowie's passing, when that quote about him wanting NASA to shoot him into space? Uh, no, I don't think we talked about well, that. He, he, I know he, he had looked into it. To going to space, right. and NASA wouldn't allow it. And he came out in the papers and said, "Yeah, I wanted to go into space, but NASA wouldn't allow it. They're some of the most unreasonable people I've ever dealt with." <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. Refusing to shoot a pop star into space. <laughs> I, um, didn't Johnny Depp pay for Hunter S. Thompson's ashes to be launched? They into space? weren't launched into space. They were put into a rocket that were launched above Hunter S. Thompson's property. Oh, so just to like low Earth orbit or something. Yeah, yeah. So he's now into in the, the stratosphere. Ocean yeah, well, yes, yeah, scattered yeah, right. in the trees at the end of his paddock, I guess. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, interesting. But yes, that was the idea. But what actually happened was more of a symbolic gesture than actually right. taking Hunter S. Thompson's ashes to space. Well, that's all you can hope for, really. Yeah, I've decided I want to be buried on Mars. <laughs> you really? Yep. You might have to hold out. Well, you got to fill out the forms then, Luke. <laughs> no, 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 because I'll be dead. This is my last wish, is to be buried on Mars. So you guys have got to handle that. Oh, okay. So, who, sure. well, so you want us to bury you on Mars? I don't care who. You just have to organize, organize the details. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, you might have to hold off a bit because... Well, I guess it doesn't matter, right? Because we'll have your ashes no matter what. No, no, no. Oh. no, no. I don't, no I'm buried. I'm not ashes. <laughs> right. Well, then you're going to have to hold off. we take a body cause... to space, do we? <laughs> yep. There was an article this week, actually, that uh, I, it's not in the spreadsheet because it wasn't wasn't super funny or interesting, or you know. It was, oh, it was, well, it was bring very, it up then, Matt. No, no, no it was just about. <laughs> uh, it was just very, very dry. It was about how um, you and me both. some some scientists have approached, you know, the the government in the U.S. to say that NASA's ma- uh, Mars plans are overly optimistic and unlikely to to be realistic and blah blah blah, all this kind of mm-hmm, stuff. Mm-hmm. So you might have to wait a little while, Luke. Oh, all right, I, I think I've got a good ten years left in me. Ten years. <laughs> I hope you got ten years, Luke. 
Fucking Fuck, hell. I hope so as that well. Is, I don't want to deal with that. Is I do not low. want to deal with that yet. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I, I, think, I think I've got, well, I'm 30 something now. I reckon I can make 50. <laughs> something, I can make know. 50. Right. Oh, you're just going to give up after that. <laughs> Wake up. I'm, it's my 50th birthday. Well, that's I it. made it. I'm getting too old for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> the um, small targets. <laughs> yeah, that's what Aven High. Just live life day at a time. Well, we're talking about Kanye and another rapper is is Ice T. Yeah. Have we got some Ice T news this of week? Of course we do. Do we have a jingle for Ice oh. T news? Yeah, and it's going to be in the style of I can't remember his band. I almost said Body Jar. It's not Body Jar. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's Body Count. It's this is <laughs> so this jingle is going to have to combine Body Jar and Body Count. And no one who's not in fucking Sydney is going to know what the fuck Body Jar is. Go look them up, they're a great band. Play a D and D with Ice Tea until you want a dude suit. Cast a Bible at movie, cast it at the all through. Let this wizard know into my humble home. As anyone can see, I'm playing D and D with Ice Tea. Oh God, what have I done? <laughs> What's the news? The news is that uh, well, here's the headline. The headline is Ice Tea accidentally records Dungeons and Dragons audiobook. Right, <laughs> so good. which is slightly untrue. He doesn't accidentally record a D and D audiobook. He does record a D and D audiobook. He just didn't pay attention to what the voiceover job was when he took the gig, and when he arrived at the studio and said, "Okay, what am I, what am I reading today?" They handed him a D and D manual, and he was like, "Are you fucking serious?" <laughs> <laughs> so here are some uh, some comments he made. During the uh, during the the recording, when he I guess he's got a podcast. Yeah, apparently he does. Apparently he All does, right. and apparently he talks at length about it. So if you do want to listen, uh, maybe we'll chuck that link in. Uh, yeah, okay. I'm going to listen to his podcast because he's actually pretty interesting. Sorry, proceed. Yeah, for sure. So he said things like, "It took me three and a half hours to read 25 pages. <laughs> this shit is impossible to me." Pegasus, Pegasus, the horse with wings. This shit is crazy. <laughs> this motherfucker got a sword that talks to him and shit. <laughs> and my favourite, motherfuckers live in places that don't exist. <laughs> Needless to say, he was he was confused. I'm in a lot of books, Mister T. Oh, do people call him Mister T, and does that cause confusion? What? I've always just called him Ice T. I reserve Mr. T for talking about Mr. T. That's what, yeah, that's what I was just thinking. I thought you just I'd just call him Ice when we're hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> First names only. <laughs> you know that Mr. T's real name is Lawrence Tarude? I didn't. Neither did I. Lawrence Neither did Tarude. I. Yeah. I, As in like how you would spell the rude on the internet? T-U-R-E-A-U-D. Tarude? Lawrence, too rude. That sounds like a made-up comedy name. <laughs> it does. <laughs> oh, like Rodney Lord. Rude. Fuck, remember that guy? Yes, I do. I think he's still around. Again, nobody outside Sydney knows who that is. By the way, Ice-T's real name is Tracy Lauren Marrow. Huh. Two girls' names, huh. and then the shit that's inside Bones. <laughs> so, I don't, I don't yeah, blame Ice-T's them for changing to Ice-T. Wow. i got to say, Ice-T... Uh, I've seen a lot of interviews with him and he's pretty smart. He's a cool guy. He's a kind of guy who like, if you interviewers try and trip him up, he's got, he's always got an answer yeah, in an sure. intelligent way. You know, when you've got rappers and you think they're posing or they're like, mm, mm-hmm. you know, cause they're all gangster or whatever. Right. And people try and call ice tea out on it. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, no, no, no. I was, I fucking went to jail for, for literally robbing liquor stores and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, you watch an interview and anytime they try and call him out on something, he's like, um, before that I was in the army. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like, all right, fine. Yeah. And then he's got really intelligent things to say about um, history of rap and stuff. Like that. He did docu- made a documentary. He directed a documentary about rap. Oh, wow. Actually. What I find funny is that he seems to just be available for stuff. Like... Like this D and D audio book, you know. Like, apparently, I know you what, can get Ice T to read it. Like, he must just do stuff for cash. And I watched this documentary once on Princess Diana's death, and he was talking <laughs> right? on it, like as like an expert what? witness. Because I think they were just like, okay, who's what celebrities we can get? Who can we afford? Okay, <laughs> Ice T. Well, like, I, I see Ice T on this I'll, list. I think 
I'll do anything. It probably is just the fact that... Because everyone knows him, but he's not really A-grade, so he probably just does any work he can pick up. Sure. Yeah. Well, I have a question because uh, I noticed something about audiobooks. And I guess... I don't know. For some reason, it only became apparent to me the other day. Um, and I wonder if Ice-T does this. <laughs> I had an Audible subscription. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and so I've got a bunch of books on there i put it on hold because i haven't been listening to them but on the way to work on the train often i listen to them if i'm not listening to podcasts and i listen to the martian oh yeah uh, on audible mm-hmm. right uh and i also recently have been listening to another it's a science fiction audiobook i think it's called the the synchronicity war mm-hmm. um it's like a science fiction book but I, I i didn't really think about it so much when i was listening to the martian but in this it became very apparent but apparently it's okay, right, for the, the obviously American actor who's reading the book to do funny voices for minorities. Oh. Right? Or not minorities, but just other accents. Yeah, because right. in The Martian, I didn't notice it so much when I was listening to it. But then when so I heard... one character I heard this, in it, that's why. No, no, no. Well, there is, right? He's And, and they're very good, i got to say. The voice actors, they're very good. Especially the guy who read The Martian, uh, and I mean, it's their job and they're actors, so obviously... You know, they're supposed to be doing this, but they, they keep track of what all the characters sound like and it's always consistent. And they, you know, like when a certain character's speaking, they do a different voice and noticeably sure. different. Like they, they do a very good well, job. This is some great Star Wars audiobooks like that. Right. Well, in The Martian, uh, I can't remember the character's name, but the guy on um, at NASA who's kind of in charge of, of rescuing him is a guy with kind of mm-hmm. a like an Indian name, I think. And, and anyway, yeah. so in, in in the book, he's got an accent, oh, okay. like an Indian accent. And I mean, that didn't even twig with me at the time. That, and But then I was listening to this other book the other day, and a character pops up who's the captain of this starship. He's got a Japanese name, and he speaks in a little <laughs> broken English Japanese accent with a, oh, Does he we're going to jump into the system, Mo. And I was oh, like, wow. wait a minute. Use you? Is that okay? <laughs> I was like, whoa, okay. I mean, I guess... The guy did some research and it's an accurate broken English accent. I mean, I don't know. Mm-hmm, it just seems mm-hmm. strange to me. On that note, I wonder if Ice-T does that. Oh, I hope so. I hope he does a different voice for every little fucking goblin and <laughs> yep. halfling. I'd love to think that. Well, we've already discussed on this podcast how between us, we don't really find fake accents to be offensive. But then again, if I hear someone put on a bad Australian one, I do get a bit funny about it. Like in that fucking well, abysmal movie about the giant robots. Oh, Pacific Rim. Those fake Aussies. I was like, just get Australian actors to play those roles. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah, well, we're definitely not a minority. That's the... Uh, maybe that's what it is. Maybe. I don't know. I just thought it was weird. I mean, I wouldn't have done it. You know what I mean? Like, I would have played it safe and not done it. Yeah, like, does, does this guy go in, right? Where he, go, he goes into the studio and he's recording this book. And he's like, right, yeah, no, I've re- I read through the book. Uh... Is it okay for me to do a little, little Japanesey accent for this guy? <laughs> and then, the, and then the the publisher goes, "Well, he, he, oh, he is not. Japanese. Yeah, it'd be racist Japanese not character. to do it. It'd be racist to do his voice in an American accent." <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. I just thought it was like strange because you wouldn't really. It, it, it reminded me of um, Mickey Rooney in oh, Breakfast God. at Tiffany's. Was it that bad? <laughs> no. <laughs> No, of course Christ. not. But it did oh, make me think, if it was an f- actual fucking... film, you mm-hmm. wouldn't be allowed to have a white guy there no. going, we are now jumping into the star system. No, no, you would not. Do we, we lose Luke? Or is he just no, staying out of this he... one? Luke doesn't be racist on this podcast. It's one of those things I just don't understand. It's, it's not a thing. It's just he was reading the book, so he just did the voices. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but my dad reading me stories when I was five years old I would insist he do the voices. If he dared <laughs> read characters in, in his omnipotent reading voice, no right. way. Does not cut it. No, but I mean, it's very effective. And like yeah. I said, the guy the guys doing this, they're, they're very good at it. Yeah. And, mm. and I'm sure it's authentic and I'm sure... They, they wouldn't always, do it unless they knew they were doing it right. Like, I'm quite impressed with the way they keep track of it and all that kind of stuff. And like I said, I mean, they're professionals, that's their job. But it is it is pretty impressive that the way this, this guy is able to create characters, basically, with just his voice. Yeah. Like, it's very impressive. But yeah, I just thought it was a bit, bit strange. And again... It, I hadn't even noticed it before, but then just in this one case with this Japanese captain, I was like, he's doing a funny Japanese voice. Well, he's not doing a funny Japanese voice. No, I know. And you're right. The only reason I think that is because I know he's not Japanese. 
So that's the reason that I think it's a funny voice. Or he is Japanese and he decided to read <gasps> the narrative in an American accent. <laughs> that was the sound of my mind. <laughs> I'm going to check on that. Oh, I just thought it was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. While we're on book news, mm. I bought myself a Kindle. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, you finally did. Yeah. I was what in America. Think? I went to a Best Buy, got a Kindle. Yeah, I like it. I do like it. It's much smaller, much lighter, and much easier to look at than an iPad because I'd stopped using the yeah. iPad and started buying books. Then I was informed recently that I was not allowed to buy any more books because I have an abundance <laughs> of them. And uh, yeah. so the Kindle was... I'm going to have to burn some of mine. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Your um, your grandpa can teach you how to do it. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> but no, exactly right. If, you know, we're traveling, we're going to move again. You know, we don't want to be lagging a whole bunch of books around. So, you know, the Kindle is... And yeah, it's it makes good. sense. I'm enjoying it. I had to buy it in America because yeah, yeah. you can't buy them here. Really? Yeah. Because we don't have Amazon here. So Amazon oh. products are not available. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, my, my Kindle's good. I like it. I sometimes go through a period where I'm like, oh, I don't need it. I've got my phone. I'll read on my phone. But it's not the same. No. It's not the same. Well, I find it's not the same. Well, even when I had an iPad, I never used to read on it because you have to get it out. You then have to open the app, yeah. wait for the app to load. And mm. Whereas the Kindle, it's I've turned it on. I'm where I stopped. Yeah. And the other thing, I mean, and this is anecdotal, but they say that it's not good to look at a screen mm. Like a like a, a a normal computer or iPad or iPhone screen or whatever when you're about to go to sleep because of the blue light yeah. the blue light tells your brain it's daytime yeah. and I mean this is anecdotal but I do find if I'm reading on my iPad I don't get tired whereas if I'm reading on my Kindle before sleep yep. I'm like ah oh, like I'll read a chapter and then I'm like ah oh, sleepy time yeah yeah. Because that's how I talk. <laughs> and the other great thing is the battery lasts forever. Yeah. yeah, it does. So pretty happy with that purchase and, you know, quite affordable, I will say this. Um, yeah, they're good. I didn't buy a case for it ones, because actually. I didn't want to be too careful with it. I wanted it to be something I could just chuck in my bag, always have with me. Um, and so yeah. on the first day, it got this massive scratch on it. And I was like, oh, well, that kind of sucks. Be but careful. Uh, screens are very easy to crack on them. Oh, is that right? Okay. Yeah, yes. Luke, Luke turned one of his into a paperweight. Okay, yep. I'll keep that in yeah. mind. The, the, the back of it you don't care about. It's that front screen. You can crack them. Mm. And it's very pretty when they break. I've had mine for a few years, and the back of mine, is, it's, like, it's one of the older ones. It's not a touchscreen one. And the back is kind of like a, uh, like a, a kind of rubbery grip surface, you know, so you can hold on to it. Yep. And I, I bought a case the second day that I had it, and the I guess what must have happened is I've been using it, I've been reading it, right? And then I've got the case and I've popped it into the case and I must have left like fingerprints or something on the back because it was in the case for years and years and years and then the, the case actually started to, to fall apart. So I took it out of the case and the back, the, the kind of rubberized back, mm-hmm. has brown discolorations in the shapes of where my fingers were. Oh. Because I must have let, I don't know, maybe I was eating, I just left, just left, disgusting greasy fingerprints on it i guess and and then put mm-hmm. it in a case and then just over time they've discolored discolored the plastic on the back and that's my disgusting kindle news for the week do we have a jingle for disgusting kindle news <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, disgusting kindle news <laughs> this is a jingle heavy episode now that now that i'm not able to play jingles live Due to technical difficulties. Yeah. Do we have a jingle for technical difficulties mean Matt can't play jingles live on the podcast? Yeah, but you have to play that in live now. Like, get your guitar. Technical difficulties mean Matt can't play jingles back live on the podcast. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> now you should have to remember that every week. <laughs> technical difficulties mean Matt can't play jingles live back on the podcast. That was bad. No, that was excellent. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> Could you even hear the that guitar? Was, yes. Yeah. And that was everything right. it needed to be. I, yep. Because I have these headphones on, I'm almost certain I was not in the same key as the guitar. No, so. Surprisingly, not too bad. All right. Good. Done. I mean, you're going for comedy, right? <laughs> oh. Yeah. I guess so. Oh, speaking of books. Sorry. Um, Stephen King. Hmm. 
author. Mm-hmm. Not a big fan of um, Stanley Kubrick's The Shining. Well, that almost doesn't surprise me. It's pretty different from the book. Yeah, did you... Well, I'm, I read... Because I, I, I mean, I like the book, but I also like the movie. Oh, but yeah. then I read this and I was like, you know what? He's right. Yeah. Um, he says, The character of Jack Torrance has no arc in that movie. Absolutely no arc at all. When we first see Jack Nicholson, he's in the office of Mr. Ullman, the manager of the hotel. And you know then... He's crazy as a shithouse rat. All he does is get crazier. In the book, he's a guy who's struggling with his sanity and finally loses it. To me, that's a tragedy. In the movie, there's no tragedy because there's no real change. He's right. That's true, but if you believe what the scholars tell you about that movie is that Mm. Kubrick's aim was not to show you Jack going insane. It was to allow you to go insane with Jack and discover okay. along with him and that there are all sorts of things like patterns on the carpet suddenly go the other way and stuff like that and the geography of the Overlook Hotel never matches so it's like a dream so you walk from one room into another in a continuous shot that you've done before but you're in a different room this time and stuff like that so it wasn't so right. much a typical hero's journey it was more of just a, a character study of a man going insane. Yeah, okay. Well, fair enough. I mean, like, I I still like the movie. I just, uh, mm. I read this and I was like, oh yeah, he's got yeah. a point there. I'm um, still yet to see it. You haven't <sighs> seen The Shining? No, I've, I know, know all about it. I know the story. I've just never got around to seeing I it. I wonder if you'd even like it now. Like, if you just saw Do it you know now the story for the because time? of The Simpsons? <laughs> I, oh, there's been many, many different parodies where it's come along. And yeah, that's where you piece it all together and you work it out. It's the shinin. <laughs> Do you want to get sued? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it, it's a good movie. You should watch it. Yeah, it's And then classic. read the book. Should I read the book first? No need. Hmm. They're different enough. No, nah, they're pretty... They're, yeah, yeah, good point. I will say the... the fun, I mean, spoilers, I guess. But the funniest thing about the movie... And I, I don't know, I assume maybe this happens in the book... But my favorite thing is the way that, you know, they're all trapped up at the hotel and then through the, through the shining, the, the little kid contacts, you know, the, the caretaker and he travels all the way up there in a blizzard in his snowplow. Like he, he makes it all the way up to the hotel and finally gets there and he walks in the front door and then fucking gets chopped like in the back with an axe back. and dies so immediately. Uh. Utterly useless. Thanks for your help, buddy. <laughs> I really like that bit. Yeah. Do you guys know who Danny Lim is? No. Okay, so if you're in Sydney, you've probably seen this guy. He's a very, very old Chinese man with long white hair and a oh, long white beard. Yeah, yeah. And he carries signs yeah, around that say, like, smile and stuff like that. Yeah, I know. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's, not, he's, a, he's a mural on the wall at uh, the Marlborough Hotel in Utah. Oh, really? Yeah. He's an like, absolute yeah, icon yeah. of Sydney. But uh, mm-hmm. he's in jail now. Why? Because he took it one step too far. And this week he had a sign that <laughs> said, kill? Abbott, you're a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> also, he's, behind, he's a bit late. I know, not even the Prime Minister. Who gives a <laughs> shit about Abbott Just... now? <laughs> Everyone's forgotten about So, him. Danny Lim, you're our Geek of the Week. Geek! That was the slightly racist jingle that I made for him. <laughs> Just pretend it was an Audible audiobook. This podcast is brought to you by Audible. <laughs> Audible do sponsor a lot of podcasts. It's not because they haven't approved. They won't approve us. No. I bet they listened to the show and they went, yeah, no. Yeah, because almost every podcast I listen to... <laughs> to get Audible. ...has a fucking Audible. Yeah, and we just can't get it. Not this one. Oh, this so one. you guys are on my side when we say season two of Serial is fucking boring, right? Speaking of podcasts. I listened to <sighs> half the first episode and just Awful. stopped. I tried. I, I can't do it. I listened to... I, I, I was interested for the first couple of episodes and then... It, it got really boring yeah, really after boring. that. And it's just repetitive and stupid. Plus, now it comes out every two weeks, so you've kind of even forgotten that it was even on. Anyhow, that's not yeah. what I want to talk about. What I want to talk about is the fact that there's now a spin-off that is a recap of season one. Have you been listening to that? 
I haven't listened. Oh, you mean the the updates yeah. from the hearing? Yeah, yeah, I have. Yeah, so yeah. that's that's worth hearing. Yeah, that was that's been interesting. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I, no, I think they've just missed the mark with what was interesting about serial. It was interesting to, for something that happened so long ago and to go back, whereas what they're talking about now, it's in the news. Well, I mean, elements of the new season are interesting to me anyway. I found it somewhat interesting. But I'll, but again, like it, it gets very, very dry and into like and all, military all, all procedure and episodes stuff. that are out so far could have been condensed into one one-hour episode. Yeah, I agree. Uh, there's a lot of go- so long repeating the same stuff. Whereas in yeah. season one, you were convinced that every single bit of information you were listening to was imperative. Yeah. Actually, you know what? Someone said to me the other day that... I think actually I think it was was Jordan, Jenna's sister, said that um, the last two episodes of Making a Murderer were like, we've got to make up, we've got to make up 12 episodes. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, you're right. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> they, could have been, they could have been all smushed in together. You watched The Jinx um, yet, Matt? It's not on Netflix. I've got to find it somewhere. You, you, I know, I've got to find it. You see it in Italy. <laughs> All right, let me let me let me sort that out. That is Actually, where I saw it. My um my my go to in Italy has been unavailable. No, it's okay. Is it's back. Right? <laughs> All right. So yeah, but uh, as you mentioned, there is a kind of a, a side thing happening on the serial podcast feed now because um, those who've listened to the first season of Serial would know Adnan Sayed was arrested for allegedly murdering his his ex-girlfriend at the time uh, allegedly it was proven he was guilty right, right. Yeah, okay yeah. yeah but he 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 went to jail uh and he's been in jail for a long time and he's he's having a hearing now to determine whether he should get another trial because uh they feel his attorney f- dropped the ball mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. fucked up and so uh the hearing's happening now and um sarah koenig the the host of serial has been in Baltimore at at the courthouse every day, except for today. She wasn't there because of the Super Bowl, I guess. <laughs> that's not that's not true. That's not true. Watching she, football, yeah. <laughs> that's not true. She said it was because she had to actually work on the actual Don't season two episode it's of Serial. Don't yeah. bother. <laughs> I'd rather you stay in Baltimore and follow this shit up. Yeah, I know, right? But yeah, so she's been doing daily updates, which has been really cool. Yeah. There's been three so far. Um, they skipped Monday because she was back in... Well, I don't know. Where was she from even? I don't know. Anyway, she was back in her office. Mm. Uh, and then she was going to be back there Tuesday, which I guess will be now-ish as we record this podcast. So and It's interesting because they've got Asia McLean in there talking about stuff. Yeah. And uh, they're trying to work out whether her, her testimony should be admitted. And there's been some question... As to whether her testimony is valid and stuff, it's interesting. Yeah, tis, tis. It's definitely more interesting than season two of Serial. Yeah, yeah, it is. No mm. one's talking about it. Remember the first season? Like you heard everyone yeah. talking oh, about yeah, it everywhere. Yeah. People that didn't listen to podcasts or know what a podcast was figured out how to listen yep. to it. Yeah. Now, most of the time, most of the updates I saw about season two were like season two of Serial. Oh, yeah. I listened to it and I don't care. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I feel bad for the guy in a way because uh, I don't know. I f- it is sort of an interesting story, and I do want to know more about why this guy did what he did. Uh, for those who don't know, it's about a, a soldier in the in the U.S. military who was in Afghanistan, and he wanted he left his base. He basically abandoned his post and got captured by the Taliban, and was in he was with them for like what four years? Five he was years, yeah. captive. Five years. Yeah. He was captive. Uh, and then eventually America traded some Taliban hostages to get him back and people were pissed off about it because they were like, well, fuck him, he, he, he's a traitor. He's own fault. Like he, he, he left his post, blah, blah, blah. And it's, it's all about his story and, and why he did what he did. And they haven't really gotten to that yet. No. I think that's the problem. The problem is that I still, yeah, I still don't even know why he did what he did. That a whole episode about somebody else who was kidnapped. Yeah. Then they had a whole episode about... Women who were trying to get in touch with him and couldn't. That's not yeah. a story. I am interested to hear the next one. because Have you listened to all of them? I think I've got one I haven't heard. Well, the most recent one was about... Because, you know, the reason that he wandered off, he says, the reason he left is because he wanted to get 
he wanted to get in enough trouble that he would be put in front of somebody that he could complain to about stuff that he thought was a yes. problem yeah. in his 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 team, whatever you call mm-hmm. it. Yeah, squad, right. squad, unit. His unit, right? He wanted to. He wanted to get in front of somebody that he could talk to about some serious problems, and because no I'd one like was to talk listening to someone to him. about problems with my unit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he should have just gone to my doctor. Um, and then, yeah. So the last episode was about what those problems were, and they're pretty underwhelming. <laughs> I'll be honest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they're the kind of things that I would assume a soldier in Afghanistan would have to put up with. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, not, it's right. not shit that I have to deal with on a daily basis, but I'm not a soldier in Afghanistan. <laughs> right. And, but she says at the end, in order to understand why he felt that they were so important, you have to understand more about him. And apparently that's what the next one's about. So I'm interested to hear about it because, I mean, it's all stuff about him getting, in tr- that people get in trouble for uniforms and stuff like that. Stuff that I assume happens in the military. Yeah. It's about the rules. It's not about... People get, it's all about people getting in trouble for not shaving or people getting in trouble for, for not having their body armor or helmets on and stuff like that. And he's complaining about it because he felt that it was an insult to the fact that they were actually doing good stuff, you know? That's what you do. Like, I know in the Navy, you have to, if you want to grow a beard, you have to f- apply to be able to grow a beard. Mm-hmm. You get That's two what I mean. weeks it's- to grow it, they will then look at your beard to see whether or not it's growing in full or anything and then you're allowed to continue or you get told to shave it off that's yeah. just yeah what it is and it's like too. i don't know it's not it's the, it's the army man they're not yeah. like it's about they're not there to give you a cuddle and, yeah they're not there to give you a hug and say it's all right just you know keep trying it'll be fine yeah just shave when you can buddy <laughs> like, i don't know i mean i'm the but then i'm not in his shoes like i'm sure it's fucking awful over there fighting and stuff so whatever i don't know i'm interested to see why why he feels so strongly about these things but I'm just sort of like he's he didn't really think this through because he would have got in trouble for it. So the people who he, he would knew have that. had to he knew face that. wouldn't have that. cared about what he was complaining about. They would have gone. Yes, what he ended up doing was far worse than any of the things he was trying to complain about. Right, yeah. but he well that's and that's why I'm interested because he clearly unless he's lying about why he did it unless he was just trying to f- for fuck off because he didn't want to be in the army anymore. Mm. If, if he's serious, if he he thought these things were serious enough then i am i'm I'm pretty interested to hear why 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 to him this stuff was so important that he that he did this because you know his 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 plan was i don't know did you did you listen to all the first even for a whinger this is overkill right right he when 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 somebody goes missing Right, they call they they, it's a massive deal right and they call on this the search parties and it's a big fucking deal it's called a dust one Right, it's a big fucking thing. Right, his plan was to disappear. He was going to leave. They discovered that he was gone. This whole big emergency would be called. He was going to make his way to, I think, a Pakistani military base, and then because they're sort of allies, he would he would go there, and then they would return him, and then he would get in trouble, but he would then be put in front of generals or somebody who would be telling him off and then he could say yeah but here's why i did it and then he would unload all these really serious issues and here's what i think about that <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah well so far no, i Luke, think i agree with you yeah yeah i don't know i think it's interesting the just reason because better be i am fucking compelling i yeah, am he, curious he, to find out because again they did an episode on on what his reasons were and I, I don't know they weren't that serious no. he wants to complain so I will go wander off and then all these people will come looking for me putting their lives in danger well it here's the thing because to... everyone has said there are very strong like if something is actually going wrong and uh, and by wrong like off the books then there is a channel that you can go through to voice that and they take complaints like that very seriously yeah because the other thing is, the, and then they talk about this in the show as well. His, the problem is, a lot of people are saying he was fucking a captive for five years. He's had five years of shitty, shitty life. You know, being being a hostage to think up a reason yeah. <laughs> other than I just didn't want to be in the army anymore. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. 
Let's stop talking about it. Or will we? Yeah. yeah, let's move on. Sorry, that that went on longer than I meant it to. For something that, that we don't find interesting. Yeah. Here's something we don't find interesting. I guess, I guess I do find it interesting in a way. I guess you do. I guess so. Anything else you find do you, interesting? Um, um, well, we've talked. I talked about the hateful eight a bit. Mm. Um, somebody saw it. Yeah, I can see that in I the notes. Up. Yeah, did, you watched it. Yeah, watched it yesterday actually. Yeah, did you like it? Yeah, I did. Not bad. Okay. Um, I didn't like all of it. Uh huh. There's one scene in particular that I disliked because it was a oh, yeah. scene from a completely different movie shoved in there. And no explanation <laughs> right. why there's a fucking New Zealander just suddenly acting like a fucking tour guide when that really wasn't the yeah. tone of the movie up until that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are a few things like that. We Actually, we talked about this on when we reviewed on Necronomicon, I think. Um, I did some cursory research to determine whether New Zealand accents were legit for that period. Oh, yeah. And I think New Zealand itself existed for about 20 years right. at that point. So, <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> maybe not, maybe not. But whatever, it's not that kind of movie. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. Okay. But, you know, I quite, quite liked it. I quite liked some of the, the mystery. It was almost like there's an old... Um, Jenna, you're going to have to beep this. There's an old Agatha Christie book called Ten Little... N- that, um, that's, just, that's really what it's called Sometimes when they publish it, it now They call it Ten Little Indians Because they think that's less offensive yeah. But I'm not sure it is I know But um, Depends on where you live Yeah, correct The uh, If you live in Pakistan It's, <laughs> it's not <laughs> Why'd you fucking call me? <laughs> but uh, the, the premise is kind of similar You've got all these people in a room Somebody's not who they are saying they are. Other characters mm-hmm. are starting to catch on, and one by one, they're starting to drop dead. So right. the, the premise I, I liked. I liked that kind of thing. I thought it was a good setup for a movie. I thought the characters were pretty good. Uh, I thought the guitar smashing scene was uh, pretty interesting. Once I read up on the <laughs> details of that, uh-huh. yeah, I just read about that. Yeah. So there's a scene where uh, the hostage, who's played by Jennifer Jason Leigh, um, is playing a guitar, an oldie-style acoustic guitar. And Kurt Russell gets the shits with her and smashes it. Yeah. And uh, apparently that guitar uh, was actually period appropriate Mm -hmm. and was on loan from a museum. Um, It was a Martin guitar, Mm. I guess. Um, Is Martin that old? yeah, I guess so. Wow. Yeah. Um, and they were told after the, sh- uh, the, the the film finished and everything, and then they were told, "Ah, oh, sorry, um, the guitar was destroyed due to an on-set accident." <laughs> and then now <laughs> no. the museum director <laughs> saw the movie. Went and saw the movie. He's like, "Do you mean smashing it on purpose?" <laughs> yeah. Because apparently Kurt Russell was not told that it was a priceless, irreplaceable artifact. And that they had a, uh, a prop made for him to smash. Yeah. I have a question. Why did they have it to begin with if they've got the prop? Yeah. yeah. Well, she, pl- she well, plays it. I she guess plays it's it live like... too. I guess they wanted an authentic sound, which is a yeah. bit weird for a Tarantino <laughs> movie because there's Britpop as part of the soundtrack. And I as know. we've discussed, a fucking New Zealander comes up out of nowhere Fucking Sam Jackson talking about his dingus. Yeah, that like, was weird. Did they say? Did they say dingus back then? <laughs> do we say dingus they now? Did. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and by the end of that story, I was like, "What other euphemisms is he going to come up with for his I know. cock?" I know. That's that story. I thought oh, I went a little bit too far personally, but anyway. So Kurt too Russell smashed the guitar tight. in a tragic accident, and the museum, when they were told, they thought, "Oh." They thought maybe something fell on it, some scaffolding or one of the, you know, something. And no, yeah, fucking they said uh, when they it. saw the movie, they were like, well, that's fucked. <laughs> yeah. And so money has been paid, but apparently the loss of the guitar is immeasurable. It's not about the money. It's about history. The fact that it's almost 150 Which I agree with old. that. Yeah. Oh, no, I agree as well. And I think, I mean, look, I'm assuming it, it was obviously an accident because... You know, although the guy it says, um, 
I think this is the author of the article saying, I wouldn't be surprised if someone forgot to tell Russell it wasn't a prop. Mm. Like, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What, who? Is he implying Quentin Tarantino just hates classic guitars? <laughs> well, he'd have to imply that not only Quentin Tarantino, but all the ADs and the props master Everybody. forgot to tell him. Do you like, know what it reminded what me of? On? When I read this, it reminded me of when we were filming my short film. Yep. And... You, Dan, my, my short film starring Daniel Miller mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that never got finished, so you can't find it anyway. No, thankfully. <laughs> I, I, think I was probably yeah. terrible with it. <laughs> There's a scene where you, you're holding your walkie-talkie, which we had borrowed from somebody. <laughs> oh, yes. And then oh, yes. the walkie-talkie starts misbehaving, and you, you get frustrated in the scene. And then... <laughs> method actor. During one take... Yeah, method actor, you got the shits and smashed the walkie-talkie <laughs> on the ground. You know what's funny? Like, I looked, like, off camera <laughs> after that moment and all I could see was Gordon freaking out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then Gordon, who's a listener... Uh, that was, that was a walkie-talkie that he Sorry. borrowed off somebody. Sorry. It was basically... It was kind of the same situation. We yeah, should finish filming that. We should. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we should apologize. Oh, now, now the person that Gordon borrowed the walkie-talkie off is going to listen to this podcast and be like, I fucking knew I it. knew it. <laughs> Scaffolding my ass. <laughs> That's all for this week. Thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed the show. If you enjoyed it, then please subscribe and iTunes to receive episodes automatically. We'll see you next time.